And now, from the Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Township 7 Vineyards and Winery in Langley. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Summerland to Fort Nelson and all other 18 cities across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, delighted to be talking to you today from South Langley. We're at Township 7 Winery, and our guest is the winemaker, Mary McDermott. Mary, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to see you. Uh, you are busy out here. Super busy right now. Super yeah. busy. Yeah, I just, when I was driving in, I noticed there's some trees down, there's some, some. Uh, are you planting more vines? What's going on? Yes, we are. We've uh, brought in some more sunlight. We took some of the trees down on the uh, west side of the property, so we're bringing in more sunlight, and we're planting more vines for sparkling wine. Wow. More vines. Does that mean like Chardonnay or? Chardonnay, potentially some more Pinot Noir, so yes, we're very busy. That's fantastic. Uh, I don't know if people, when they first thought about Township 7, that, that it was going to be a place for sparkling wine here. Was that, is that your decision now, to really focus on that? Well, uh, there was Chardonnay and Pinot Noir planted here when yeah. I came, so it just, to me, made perfect sense to make sparkling wine. And the climate and terroir are perfect for it. Yeah. So it's a little, obviously, I was going to say a little different. It's different than being in the Okanagan, growing grapes here in the Fraser Valley, say, versus Naramata. Absolutely different. Absolutely. Is it is it water or is it heat or is it all that? Or? It's it's a little bit of everything. There's a lot more water, obviously. We're very close to rainforest here. Um, the soil is completely different. It's Obviously, we're in the Fraser Valley, so it's very fertile mm-hmm. as opposed to the rockiness of the Okanagan and it doesn't get quite as hot here as it does in the yeah. Okanagan. Uh, okay well we're going to get in, into all of that uh, just to uh, uh, we're just a few moments away from that but before we do uh, I thought we'd start with rosé because it's uh, rosé season and you've just released a rosé this one's from Naramata I believe. Naramata and Oliver and correct Oliver. yes. Okay. Uh, well, tell us about rosé. Everybody's crazy about it at the moment. What what have you done, or how, how do you approach this wine? Uh, we try to make it more in the Provence style, a little bit lighter in color, a little bit uh, lighter in body. So this one is predominantly Merlot with Cabernet Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon, and everything goes direct to press, so it's just a light, gentle pressing, and we just get a very delicate color. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, there's no tannin in rosé for, I mean... There's a tiny bit. Yeah, it's I mean, not like a It's not like a big red, red wine. No, and yeah. not if you're saunéing it or something like that. Yeah. would make a difference, too. So freshness, lightness, uh, a, a more ethereal style? Is that, That's that what be we're like you're after? kind of going for, yeah. You know, something that you can just enjoy in the summer on the patio or with some food some charcuterie, you know, a little snack. It, it really goes with a lot of different foods, yeah. but uh, just to enjoy. Yeah, and not sweet. No, yeah. don't want no. that. No, no, we don't. No, no, we don't. No, that's what's so great about it, uh, uh, because then you, you want to go back and have 
you know, drink the bottle, I would say. Right. And have some food with it. Right. It's quite soft, and the little bit of acid with it will help with food. And then it's just uh, got that strawberry rhubarb kind of mm. aromatic notes to it. Mary McDermott is the winemaker uh, here at Township 7 in Langley. Uh, we are uh, on location today. Uh, we're almost in the city. Almost. Well, I, I don't want to offend the people who live in the city out here, but it's very close to town. It was kind of thought that, you know, 30 years ago this was going to be the place the entire lower mainland would visit and... It didn't quite start out like that, but it's growing now. It certainly is growing now. Um, we are just 45 minutes from the city, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great day trip where you can feel like you're in wine country within a day's trip. Yeah, and and lots of other farms and things to do around here. Like oh, it's, it's really a pleasant uh, uh, f- foray for some people on the weekend. Right, it's really like you can feel you're coming to the rural areas of the of the province there's meaderies there's cideries there's blueberry and raspberry farms mm. it's just really bucolic here mary thanks for kicking off the show you're going to stick around we're going to talk about sparkling wine when we come back you've got a bunch of them we're coming to you live today from township seven it's our grape escape to langley we'll take a quick break and be back with winemaker mary mcdermott to talk sparkling wine i'm anthony gismondi you're listening to the bc food and wine radio network there's lots more still ahead This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. BC VQA Wine. A reflection of our land and the exceptional folks that craft every bottle. Save on Foods is proud to offer the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines all in one place, plus an extensive collection of BC's most popular ciders. And with their everyday customer discount program, you'll get 10% off any four bottles or select 12 bottles and save an additional $12. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find your nearest store at saveonfoods.com. Lively, delicious, and totally alcohol-free. Introducing Piquet Zero from Benjamin Bridge, a creative and unprecedented wine-style beverage. Discover the unique deliciousness of this new sensory experience. Golden sapphire in color with a blonde hue. The nose features zesty suggestions of key lime, blood orange peel, and lemon preserve with a balancing texture of tart cherries. And best of all, Piquet Zero is absolutely alcohol-free. For details, visit softcrush.ca. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries, from Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Osuyas Wine Country. Before you go, look for community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration at visitsouthokanagan.com. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. On location at Township 7 Vineyards and Winery in Langley. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. (laughs) 
Hello, BC. Welcome back to the show. We're on location at Township 7 in Langley today, and uh, we're speaking with winemaker Mary McDermott. She's in charge of everything here and uh, everything else. Uh, well, there's, let's start with there's two Township 7s. Why don't we explain that to people so they don't get confused? Sure. We have two wineries at Township 7. We have the one in South Langley, and we have one on the Naramata bench. Right. So I do travel between the two and look after uh, the processes at both, at both. properties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got that out of the way, but we wanted to talk about something that I think is uh, uh, really a big part of what what you are doing, and that's making sparkling wine. Let's start there. Well, everybody wants to make sparkling wine. Is it easy to make sparkling wine? Well, it can be, but no. It's very time consuming. It's very labor intensive. Uh, it's very costly. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably why a lot of people don't do it. Uh, we've been lucky that our owners here at Township 7 have supported us in this uh, regard. So um, I've been able to go hog wild on sparkling. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, before we get to them, uh, we have one in front of us. And I'm just looking at this wine. And when I ask that question about how easy it is, I see how tiny these bubbles are. That is so bloody hard to do. <laughs> yeah. What What is the secret to that? How, how have you managed that? Because this already puts you, you know, way ahead in the game. Well, a lot of it's uh, about managing this moose that we've talked about yeah. in the past. And it's really important with wine that you have a really good protein base in there because mm -hmm. that's what's going to give you your creamy bubbles. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, you know, you have to worry about whether the wine's going to be protein stable so you don't get a haze in it. So there's a very fine line there where you have to figure that protein management out. A lot of people are excited to hear there's protein in wine now. They're thinking, yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Why are the tiny bubbles important too, the size of the bubbles? Well, to me, that's all about texture when mm -hmm. you're drinking the wine. And we talk about mousse, which is really the feeling of the bubbles on your tongue. Mm -hmm. And so we try to make that not sharp, but a creaminess that you're feeling. I'm just, I'm, wow. I'm just sipping this wine and it is lovely. It has a lovely creamy texture and just the right bite of acidity. And the color is freaking amazing. <laughs> so this is Equinox. Tell us about this wine. So this is 100% Pinot Noir. It's it, amazing, Mary. It's so elegant. It comes from um, Okanagan Falls. We have a small plot there just under two acres that we make uh, the Pinot sparkling from. Hmm. And uh, it just works out perfectly for us. People don't know. They think, you know, Pinot Noir, I know how Pinot Noir is made. But this this is not made like Pinot Noir. I mean, you don't, you don't, let's start with the picking, which is quite early. Yes, we do pick it earlier. So the sugars are lower and the acids are higher. Mm -hmm. So that way we have that acid retained in the final wine. Right. Which is really important for sparkling. And then we just put it uh, directly in the press. Normally with red wine like Pinot Noir, we ferment on skins. And this one, no. We put in the press and we take the juice out. And it's a very complicated kind of press cycle as well for sparkling wines. That way we don't get any tannin. We don't get any um, astringency in it. And so it's very important that those things are not present in sparkling wine. Yeah. 
And also, uh, because it's 2018 and it's 2022, what about the aging? How important is that? And what do you do in terms of aging for your for, projects? For this wine, it's uh, we bottle it in April, and it stays on its lees under a crown cap for 30 months before wow. we disgorge it. Mm. So that's also really important for the bubbles and the texture and the creaminess as well. So there's something going on in the bottle for 30 months. Absolutely. Not only a secondary fermentation, but once those uh, D cells are done their work in fermentation, they contribute to the body of the wine. Mm. Uh, well, folks, this wine is delicious. I- I'm telling you, uh, I, this is probably the best one I've had from you. I don't know whether uh, what's going on Thanks. in terms of the aging, but wow, the the balance is beautiful. The color sensational. Uh, there's just a it. I, I wouldn't even say it's a, a hint of salmon, but it's just barely got some color on it, mm-hmm. which really sets it off and gives you that that good feeling about Pinot. Let's talk about the program because you have, there's there's now six, there's going to be seven. So what, what can, how does the program work for you, the sparkling wines? Well, we do have six at the moment. So uh, we have our original seven stars was uh, Blanc de Blanc made from 100% Chardonnay. So yeah. that we still have and we call it seven stars Polaris. We've also gone out and done a couple of aromatic sparklings called Rigel, which is from Riesling. Okay. And Vega, which is from Viognier. Wow. Viognier. Viognier, yeah. That's, wow, that's very rare. It's very unusual, yeah. I I got the idea when we were on a sparkling trip in Italy, and I just thought I'd try it and see how it worked out. It seemed to be very popular. Those Italians, eh? they, um. they don't miss a trick. <laughs> okay, so Riesling, Viognier. And then we have the Equinox, which okay. is the uh, Rosé. We also are doing now a Blanc de Noir from 100% Pinot. And then eventually we've planted in Naramata so that we can do a Naramata estate as oh. well. So that would complement our Seven Stars Sirius, which mm. is our Langley estate sparkler. Right. And have you got a name now for the Naramata or is it a big secret? Or I haven't got one yet. Are you going to reveal yet. it on the show or shall I just make one up? You can make one up okay. because we haven't got one yet. It's, it's going to be a few years away, so... Uh, it's just kind of in the works at the present time. It might be much like our Seven Star Series, which is extra long aged on lease, so it's that one's five years. Hmm. I wonder if there's a star called Narnia. <laughs> 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 might fit it. Okay, uh, well, the, I just can't get over this rosé, how, how just... It's just so delicious. I don't know if we can just stop now and just drink this bottle, but uh, let's talk about the club. You have a club too, or when people buy wine now, they don't just they they don't just join the wine club at Township Seven. They have to join the Seven Stars Club. Is that correct? We or? have two yeah. clubs here. So we have Club Seven, which was our original wine club, with still and some sparkling wines in it once in a while. But now we have an exclusive sparkling club called Seven Stars. And some of these wines, including this uh, Equinox, is a club exclusive. So you need to join the club to buy the wine. You need to join the club. Right on. Okay. You mentioned clubs. You're a member of a club, which is kind of a, an interesting club, a fizz club, uh, na- nationally, like across the country. Absolutely, well, Can you yes. tell us a bit about that and how that figures into your work? So there is a fizz club. It's a across Canada and brings together Canadian winemakers who make sparkling wine exclusively, hence Fizz Mm -hmm. Club. And we go on trips 
So we've been to Italy, we've been to England, they've been to Champagne, and we go overseas to learn and expand. And hence, maybe perhaps that's helping me with improving the quality of our sparkling wines at the same time. Mm. Um, it's uh, created by uh, uh, Belinda, who's at um, Covey. Belinda Kemp. Belinda Kemp, yes. Yeah. She is a former winemaker in uh, England and went to Plumpton College and has tons of specialty in it. So she's really helping the Canadian industry improve. Yeah, and, and the Canadian industry has really improved when it comes to sparkling wine. Uh, one, because we're a cool climate, and I think we have the acidity to make these wines. And two, we, uh, you know, as you're saying, we're all paying more attention, I guess, yeah. to how it's made. Absolutely. And learning techniques that have been used for ages over in these places where they've been making it for hundreds of years. Yeah. So. Why reinvent the wheel? Exactly. They knew what they were doing. So. Yeah. Uh, what's the reaction of your customers when they come? Are they shocked? or these, like How do they accept these many different styles of sparkling well, wine? Well, it's funny. Uh, it, much like rosé, sparkling is hot. Yeah. And so everybody's becoming a sparkling fan, and so they're super pleased about it. Um, we now have two that you can buy uh, just off the shelf here and you know, with the others, if they're interested, the club. But uh, I think they're really excited about the different things that are happening here with sparkling. And I am such a fan of sparkling wine that I really love making it and mm -hmm. and drinking it. So, uh, Well, you're doing a great job. And by the way, although I don't normally comment about the packaging, the packaging is sensational. Uh, and I think it's at the level of the wine, which is so important. Sometimes, you know, years back we made sparkling wine, but it was pretty junky-looking bottles and We tried to copy and, people and uh, yeah. the Europeans, but now we're kind of trying to go our own way. Yeah, beautiful, plain, white, black, really well done. Mary, fantastic to uh, chat with you today and catch up with uh, what's going on here. We're going to talk more. Uh, to other folks here about what's going on at the winery, but uh, you have to, you're like 35, 40 minutes from town, folks. You can come out and taste some world class sparkling wine right here at Township 7, and then try uh, 25 other different wines if you're so inclined. <laughs> Bring a driver. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Mary. Thanks. Uh, that was Mary McDermott. She's the winemaker here at Township 7 in Langley. Up next, Erin Krebda. She's the Executive Director of Tourism Langley, and Daniela Potesta is the Destination Marketing Manager for Tourism Langley. They will join us here on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. And our show is available on the radio or on demand across all the major podcast platforms. Uh, very easy to find. Just pick your favorite player. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismani. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you can take your time to enjoy our beautiful weather and perfect patio season. Visit almost 100 area wineries, cideries and distilleries, eight craft breweries and world-class locally sourced restaurants too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for information on wine tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. 
As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Summer in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas while wine tasting outside on the patio. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some delicious new summer dishes from the menu. Online tasting bookings and table reservations are recommended due to limited seating. Just go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, back to Township 7 Vineyards and Winery in Langley. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Victoria to Revelstoke and all other 18 cities listening on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're on location today at Township 7 in Langley. I emphasize Langley because our next guests are Erin Krebda. She's the Executive Director of Tourism Langley and Daniela Potesta, Destination Marketing Manager Tourism Langley. Uh, ladies, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You have had a fun two years. We sure have. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about. Let's let's. I want to ask you what what's the thing you learned most about uh, during COVID. I think we learned how to adapt yeah. and um, change plans very quickly, and just remain really flexible. Yeah. Because we just never knew what was around the corner, and travel restrictions came and went, and you didn't know when those were going to be. You would like, you know, yeah. listen to everything and get ready to go, and yeah. just do the best that we can. And now that we feel like we're out of it, it's the same deal. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 you're still not sure what how things are going to go. Yeah. So that makes it a bit easier. So we've kind of learned everything as we've gone and yeah. uh, it's been okay. So we just keep moving. All, and all you can do is just move forward yeah. and um, and do the best that we can. What's so great about Langley now? I mean, it seems like it's finally being discovered by, by the people on the city side yes. as opposed to the people on the countryside. Yeah. And I think that is probably one of the benefits that came out of COVID is that people couldn't travel as far. Yeah. And so they're now looking to their backyard and where can we go and oh well you know i remember going out to langley or i've been there before and so they're rediscovering things mm -hmm. and you know they were maybe you know used to seeing berries that came from the fraser valley in their grocery store well let's well, go out to the farm and see where they yeah, came from get them and direct. here they are yeah yeah so yeah and dairy and berries and and today wine and wine yes. yeah it's pretty it's pretty interesting how yeah. that that's developed uh, actually, I was talking to a woman this week who who mentioned that her trap line. I said, "You're what?" She says, "My trap line." And she she was in uh, another part of the, the province, and she said, "Yeah, I get my eggs here, and I get yes. my chickens here, and I get my beef here." And it's she's got her own little trap line. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty cool expression. Yeah, exactly. And you can bring along your picnic basket, and whether you're gonna like. 
you know, explore, put together a picnic, go have it in a local park or take everything back and have it for dinner or lunch or your week's dinners. Yeah. yeah everything really is here. Erin Krebs, she's the executive director of Tourism Langley, and Daniela Potest is the destination marketing manager for Tourism Langley. Daniela, what are some of the things we can do outdoors uh, in Langley then? Give us an idea of some of the opportunities. Well, first off, um, Circle Farm Tour is a great thing. You know, you can go outdoors, visit the farms. Um, Circle Farm Tour is a self-guided farm um, experience. So we give you the list of all the places you can go, whether they're experiences, the stores, the sips and spirits. You can pick and choose where you want to go and plan your own route. Hmm. Um, also, lots of wide open spaces out here in Langley. Lots of parks and trails like Campbell Valley Park just down the road from us. Yep. Out near Fort Langley, we have Derby Reach and the Fort to Fort Trail. Um also cycling our roads are really popular with cycling enthusiasts whether you're you know very experienced or you're just leisurely doing it so lots of great spaces you just had a big bike race here recently just Uh, this weekend the valley valley grand fondo is back so yeah they've had to to obviously take the last two years off so that that was a long race or yeah so it's like from starts in langley and then there's a few different routes but the longest one they're going almost out to chilliwack and then back and yeah I mean, most people are probably not finishing up their breakfast, and they've already gone um, from here all the way around the valley and, and back. Wow. Erin Krebda, she's the executive director, and Daniela Potest is the destination uh, marketing manager for Tourism Langley. Uh, I think when you when you first hear Langley, a lot of people think about Fort Langley. Is mm-hmm. that still a place to go, and how would you ex- explain that experience? Who's going to talk about that? Um, I can, I guess. A lot of people, when they think of Langley, they think of Fort Langley. And a lot of people are like, oh, Fort Langley, I've been there. Um, Fort Langley, known as the birthplace of British Columbia. Um, A lot of people have memories going to the Fort Langley National Historic Site, maybe when they were in elementary school growing up. So that's one thing as well. And then within the village of Fort Langley, one really awesome thing that we always love to kind of, you know, promote when we're saying is, it's so many locally owned businesses, whether it's the retail shops or the restaurants or anything in there. It's all local residents who own those businesses in there. So you're truly supporting local Mm. when you go and visit. Now, for people who are sitting at home listening and saying, hey, well, maybe I will go to Langley. Where do they go online to get this kind of information, get involved in the Circle Tour, all that? Yeah, so our website is tourism-langley.ca, and that really is a great one-stop resource for everything that's going on. We keep a really up-to-date calendar of events so that people can see what's going on. As soon as we know about it, Mm -hmm. it's there. It's probably one of the most visited sections of our website, and then everything else is broken down as to like where you want to um, eat, stay, play, and we have suggested itineraries. Um, or, you know, our contact information is on there and we have um, staff that are there and ready to help you uh, plan a day or a weekend or a week or however long you want to come and visit for. Yeah. Or just a day trip in and out is yeah, is yeah. good. I think a lot of people, they'll come for the day and then they're like, oh, well, I didn't get to see this, this, this. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're coming back for multiple days or finding a place to stay for the night and yeah. um, spend a little bit longer. And what about the Fraser River? Is that a, a big attraction too for people? Or Yeah, I mean, certainly in Fort Langley, um, I probably like what Daniela was mentioning, the Fort Fort Trail that goes all along it is mm-hmm. one of the nice, or whether they're walking yeah. or biking. Um the local clubs um, do kayaking and canoeing on there, so yeah. Okay, 
I don't want you to go. I want to hear a little bit about events uh, that are coming up now for uh, the rest of the summer and the fall. Yes. Or coming of, back. Maybe <laughs> events yeah, that, we, that we've right missed. Word. Yeah, lots of events. I feel like they're just coming in fast and furious. I'm having a hard time keeping up with our events calendar online. Um, so we have the Langley Libations Tour coming back. Um, Bard in the Valley here at Township 7. We have the Fort Langley Jazz and Arts Festival. We have Ribfest in Langley. And Ribfest? Yes. Ribfest. Ribfest. Oh, that sounds good. Yes. That sounds tasty. If you're into the foodie scene, that's a good place for you to be in August. Um, as well, something exciting for us is we had the Fraser Valley Bandits um, basketball team locate from Abbotsford oh. to Langley this year. So actually, they're starting off their season. They, excuse me, they play in June and July up at the Langley Event Center as well. Wow. And then Thunderbird Show Park, wow. they're having events all summer as well. Um, until about the end of September, I want to say. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of a hidden secret in is Thunderbird Show Park. Real like high end international show jumping, really fun to watch. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I'm interested in the in the farms, the mm-hmm. visiting farms. Is that easy to do, or you just what do you look for signs, or how do you how can you go about that? So with the Circle Farm Tour, all of our participants on the Circle Farm Tour, they have the big signs outside as you're entering, so you know that you're okay. on the Circle Farm Tour. They're on your map when you get that. Yeah. Also on our website, we have other farms and agritourism experiences that aren't necessarily on Circle Farm Tour that you're always welcome to go and visit too. Do you have favorite things that you buy when you go to these farms, or? favorite times of the year oh berry season's my favorite so berry season yeah berries um we have a great uh, milnavelli cheese which is a local cheese farm they do goat cheese and goat milk gelato that's super popular goat milk gelato gelato. that's a new one on me yeah (laughs) wow that sounds good uh and tomatoes one of my favorites. Yes. I mean, I think we see a lot of those come in from the farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a farmer's market in Langley on Wednesdays at Dub- Derek Doubleday Arboretum, and then also in Fort Langley on Saturdays. And that's, pro- you know, one-stop shopping right there of everything that is fresh and local in yeah. one spot. What do you make of the wine business now in uh, BC, and, and how, how will it figure more and more into your plans here in Langley? It's a huge part because I think it's been so much of people who their first thought is like Okanagan, but Mm -hmm. then when they're like, again, looking for something closer to home, they find Langley and they're so surprised, I think pleasantly surprised. I don't know what they were sort of expecting, but they love coming to them and that there's so many and that they're easy to get through and the wine is excellent. Yep. Um, And, you know, beautiful tasting rooms and, you know, adding to their collection. Yeah, and Danielle, it's not just wine anymore either mm-hmm. in Langley. There are other opportunities for uh, people who enjoy a, a yes. sip of something. <laughs> yes, the craft beer scene here is booming in Langley. We have so many new breweries in the last three years that have opened up. We have our Fraser Alley Ale Trail, and then actually later this year, we're going to be launching a Langley Ale Trail just specifically for all of the breweries here in Langley. Yeah. And then we also have our cidery and our distillery, too, to complement the wineries and the breweries. You dang young people are not <laughs> drinking enough wine. You're, you're really doing it all. Yes. I, Tastes I a little bit of each. You, you'll be way ahead of me. I know nothing about craft beer mm. or cider, so I guess I should get to work on that. All right. We, we can help you with that. We will help you with that. Yeah. Ladies, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, you've got some helpers, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we, um, which we're so excited about. We finally are able to bring on some summer ambassadors that can yeah. get back out into the community. And so you can look for them this summer. They'll be at a lot of the events in Fort Langley and just going. We go to where the visitors are and help them plan their time here. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks really, really thank appreciate you. you dropping by with all the info. 
Erin Krebda, she's the Executive Director of Tourism Langley, and Daniela Potesta is the Destination Marketing Manager for Tourism Langley. Both of them are going to be very busy this summer as they uh, set sail post-COVID and invite all of you to visit them. TourismLangley.ca is where all the information is. You can go there directly online and uh, make your own tour and get prepared uh, to enjoy the summer. Okay, up next, Rachel Bolungaro. She's the owner of Fraser Valley Cider. She joins us to talk about ciders. Uh, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and you're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you can take your time to enjoy our beautiful weather and perfect patio season. Visit almost 100 area wineries, cideries and distilleries, eight craft breweries and world-class locally sourced restaurants too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for information on wine tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liber Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuias. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. From the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. On location at Township 7 Vineyards and Winery in Langley. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. So delicious. Hello, British Columbia. We're on the road again. Today we're on location at Township 7 in Langley, and our next guest is Rachel Bolangaro. She's the owner of Fraser Valley Cidery, and she's brought some ciders for us to taste today. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here, uh, founder, cider maker. They say you do everything, but what, you're, are you, you're transitioning out of making it now? Or um, well, you're you so know busy? what? We started out in 2016, and it was just me, yeah. and uh, we did 8,000 liters of cider, and now we're up to a staff of 21, three of us in production, somebody leading the tasting room, somebody leading the orchard, and we're doing 65,000 litres of cider this year. 65,000 litres? Yeah, that's a lot of apples. (laughs) That's a lot of apples. Well, why cider? How how did you come about 
getting into the cider business? Um, well, you know, I did a 20-year career in engineering, and yeah. I sat at my desk one day and uh-huh. thought, can I do 20 more years? And the answer was no. Um, and I'd always loved, like, creating stuff and growing stuff. And I happened to be on the island visiting a cidery, and I'm like, this is a really lovely place. Um, <laughs> we don't have anything like this on the mainland. Maybe we should. Yeah. So I signed up for a one-week course in uh, making cider. I came back from the course, and I said to my husband, we need to buy a farm. And that's how it all started. Wow. As only an engineer could say. Yes, you you do the spreadsheet, everything else makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, the whole world's run on a spreadsheet, I love that. Uh, thank God the, the cider's not made that way, though. No, the cider, we always say it's as much as an art as a science. Yeah. You know, you can follow all the rules, but every year the orchard gives you something different. Your fermentation is different. Your product is different. Right. So we always say we're not consistent like the big guys, but we do aim to be consistently yeah, you're good. inconsistently consistent. Yeah, and it's the beauty and the challenge of craft. Yeah, it's farming. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm the best student ever because I know nothing about cider. Okay. Well, what should I know about cider? What are some of the basics people should know that maybe haven't haven't enjoyed cider, don't know much about yeah. it, or think of some old sweet drink they had when they were young? We get this challenge a lot. We get a lot of people coming in the tasting room and saying, I don't like cider, but they're with a friend and they try it and they go, oh, actually, this is okay. And it's because they've never had a full juice craft cider before. Right. So in BC, to call yourself a cider, by law, you only have to have 5% of apple in and what? the rest can be sugar flavors what whatever you like oh my um, God. but people who sign up to the bc farm crafted cider association they make a commitment to make a full juice cider so our cider is 100 percent apple juice mm. fermented um, nothing added except natural fruits and, and maybe a little bit of raw sugar. So just uh, for people to think about, so in a 750 ml bottle of cider, how mm-hmm. many apples would be in there, do you think? So um, Crushed or Yeah, juiced? it depends on the efficiency of your press, but one liter of cider, um, you need about five pounds of apples for that. So wow. um, we make it in a thousand liter batches and five of the big supermarket bins will go into that thousand liter batch. Holy smokes. Yeah. Now, do you grow all your apples? Is that part of the rules or not? Or? Um, so we are a, f- a land-based cidery, and yeah. we have um, 2,000 trees planted on our 12-acre site. It's mm-hmm. still a baby orchard. We're still nurturing it. And um, it's kind of experimental because apples traditionally aren't grown on the coast, and cider apples certainly haven't been. Mm. So we are like planting different varieties and finding out what works for us. And on 12 acres, we would never be self-sufficient. So we have some relationships with uh, some lovely farmers in the Okanagan that grow for us every year, and we give them a good price for their apples. They don't have to make sure they're beautiful apples because the first thing we're going to do is crush them. So it's a win-win for both parties. Do you crush them with the skins on? Sorry for such a ridiculous question. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you don't core them, you don't peel them, nothing. You give them a little bit of a wash and uh, crush them and, and express the juice. And how hard do you crush them? Um, so we have a 20-ton shot press. So we press on that. So that's 20 tons of force. Um, some of the big guys that do it commercially, they'll have these like um, squeeze presses yeah. and a rotating cloth press. I, I dream of one of those one you, day. You dream of one of those? Yes, yeah. Most girls Couldn't like, you just simply design one? You're an engineer. You could. And, and we <coughs> did design a lot of our own equipment when we were starting up. You know, everything's mm-hmm. so expensive. And we say, once you run out of money, you've got to apply ingenuity and effort. So... We've done a lot of that. Our guest is uh, Rachel Bulungaro. She's the owner of Fraser Valley Cidery. We should tell people where it is because it's a few. It's about eight minutes from here, but where yeah, exactly are yeah. you? So we're on 16th Avenue and yeah. between 216th and 224th on the south side of the road. And we're right in the middle of all the wineries here. So if you're wine tasting and you want to have a little bit of something different, drop mm-hmm. in at the cidery and, and come and see us. And when are you open? 
Um, so we're open every day except Tuesday. Tuesday's our production day, and we've just extended our opening hours. So we start at 12 noon, and we go till 8 o'clock every night. So wow. come down for a drink after work, and on Fridays and Saturdays, it's 10 o'clock. And is it everything you thought it would be when you decided you couldn't do engineering any longer? No, no. I thought it would just be me, and I'd serve a couple <laughs> of glasses of cider at the weekend. And, and it's really been a lesson in being careful what you wish for. Oh, my God. Um, I've I mean, heard this story a million <laughs> times on the wine side, but I love it. Yeah, it's lovely. I, I could never have imagined this, but... It's, you only call it work when you want to be somewhere else, right? And I love yeah. my job and I love doing what I do and the people I work with. There you go. Uh, well, you brought two ciders, so I'm game to try them here. So mm -hmm. why don't we talk a little bit? Of, we're going to start with the scrumpy. Yeah. So the scrumpy um, in the UK, every farmhouse has its own scrumpy. And it's um, uh -huh. if you scrump apples, it means you steal them off your neighbors. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love it. So we did actually pay for these ones. Um, <laughs> but... And in the old days, um, the way you hired your farm workers was you paid them in cider. So the farms that made the best cider got their pick of the farm workers. So okay. it was really in your interest to do a good job. Wow. Now, should I be swirling this or just, <laughs> oh, is that, that's a do. stupid wine affectation? Or? It's, it's carbonated. So if you don't like it super fizzy, then give it a swirl. Okay. Um, but yeah, you get the aroma of it. Is every cider carbonated? People um, know no, that no. I mean, ours are yeah. to various degrees of carbonation. But in the UK, it's quite common to see just a still cloudy cider everything right. from that to like champagne style mm. wow nice and dry mm -hmm. it is it's very dry and these are made with traditional cider apples so just like in the wine industry you have um, wine grapes and table grapes mm -hmm. it's the same in the cider industry so these apples have been traditionally grown over the years to give lots of tannin lots of body lots of flavor and give good juice yields as well and is it the same the one type of apple or is it no a, no there's like uh, five or six different varieties in okay. there and they have great names um we use porter's perfection dabinette chisel jersey brown snout you know there's some really cool apples out there some of which mm. i just grow just so i can say the name <laughs> oh that is so good <laughs> well that's clean and fresh you, mm -hmm. i mean you can eat food with that Mm -hmm. It pairs really well with like a charcuterie plate or a cheese plate. Mm -hmm. I make some delicious um, pork, apple and cider sausages where I actually put the cider inside the sausage with dried apple pieces. And, wow. and then when you cook it, it kind of like steams the meat with a cider aroma. Oh boy! I also use it like if you're doing a roast pork or anything like that. And it's, it's great on its own, but it's really mm. a good food accompaniment as well. Our guest is Rachel Bolungaro, and we're talking about her uh, Fraser Valley Cider Company, and we're drinking Scrumpy. Uh, I just, uh, w what about temperature? Does that vary, or what, what should people be drinking cider at? Um, so you should be drinking it at, at fridge temperature, you know, so four degrees C, that kind of stuff. We, mm -hmm. we serve it chilled. Some people like ice in their cider on a hot day. It's yeah. super refreshing, you know, and it cuts down the alcohol content a bit, but mm -hmm. there's no there's no rules to drinking no cider. Rules. No I like rules. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, we enjoyed Scrumpy. Now, this is in a 750 mil bottle with a, uh, uh, how do you call this? A, a swing cap. A swing cap. Yeah. Uh, what would I pay for a bottle like this? So, from our tasting room, they're fourteen ninety five. right. Yeah. And, and now, would it be in smaller bottles or cans, or is this what no, you do? No, um, this... that's just what we do. We invested last year in a bottling machine that, yeah. that takes those bottles, so everything's in 750, and the swing cap is so you don't have to 
drink it all in one go. I mean, we always get asked how long does the cider last once you open yeah. it, and our response is generally like two minutes. You know. Okay, I'm a green guy. What about the bottle? Can we take it back or reuse um, it or how? Yeah, or lots what? of people reuse them for like kombucha, oils, serving water, and you can also recycle now. it at any return at depot yeah. as well. Very well done. Okay. Thank you. On to this uh, quite, uh, I don't would we say it's red, cherry red? I don't know. Aubergine. Aubergine. <laughs> Black currant and cardamom so is this a cider that's been spiced or yeah or what, yeah there's so, a certain category or um so it's a it's an, a fruit flavored cider so fruit flavored yeah okay. we yep. make um we make a base cider out of the pure apples like and, the scrumpy sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah exactly and and that's a common base and then we can add different fruits to that to give a different drinking experience so with this one we we um, add local fresh pressed black currants and we make our own cardamom bitters at the site so we ast- extract the flavor from card- green cardamom pods mm-hmm. and then add that to the cider wow well black currant should be popular with locals yes because yeah. they grow in every lane in every field in bc i think yeah so this one it's um it's it's a little bit sweeter a little bit fruitier very popular it's one of the best sellers our um tasting room yeah and it goes really well with the cheese plate you've got that whole sort of like cheese and jamminess going on softer mm-hmm. a little more i guess well it must have some residual or is it just yes feel yeah, like it, it? Does, it does have some residual sugar yeah 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 very fruity mm-hmm. and the cardamom you make yeah yeah so we extract um we take some super refined vodka and just pour it over the cardamom pods let it steep for a week and then mm-hmm. uh extract that flavor and add it to the cider okay now if i come and visit you what what happens on site can i taste there do i need mm-hmm. a reservation is there any food what what are some yeah, of the hospitality so, aspects um so in weather like this we've never been more happy that we invested in a covered patio so you can come and sit on our lovely patio with views of mount baker uh-huh. and you can do a tasting or you can have cider by the flight um so that's four choices and you get to sit at your table and hang out with your friends and nice. enjoy some cider and this year we just um, we bought a pizza oven as well, so we're uh-huh. collaborating with a local bakery, Blacksmith Bakery, who yep. bake pizzas for us, and we heat them up in our stone fire yeah. pizza oven, and you can enjoy a pizza while you're quaffing your cider. Wow! Yeah. I wonder if any cider makers quit and become engineers. I don't think it works that way. No, <laughs> there's it no going back <laughs> once you've experienced this lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, well, this is great, uh, Fraser Valley Cider Company. Uh, you can uh, let's give them the location again, just so they can find the place. Yeah, so it's 16th Avenue between 216th Street and 224th on Langley. Yeah. Um, look for the red flags on the south side of the road. Yeah, really, in part of the wine district, almost. Yeah, exactly. Or the, the drinking yeah. district, soon, yes, I guess. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, Rachel, it was fantastic to meet you and taste your products. Thank you very much. Way to go. Yeah, thanks. I love, people who, I love people who switch gears in the middle of their life. Yeah, more than once. They always seem happy. Er. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the grass is greener, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Well, I think the parties are just better as a cider maker than an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Bulungaro. She's the owner of Fraser Valley Cidery. We've been tasting her scrumpy cider and her blackcurrant and cardamom. Folks, you want to check them out. Visit the winery. Have a piece of pizza. Sit down. Enjoy the afternoon. Uh, we're coming to you today live from Township 7 Langley. More coming up on the show. Uh, up next, Cody Carmen is the manager at Township 7. He joins us to talk about their summer activities. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and you're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.
The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summer Hills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summer Hill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summer Hill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkamine Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, back to Township 7 Vineyards and Winery in Langley. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and thanks for listening wherever you are across the British Columbia BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, as you know, we're coming to you today live from Township 7 in Langley, and our next guest is Cody Carmen. Uh, he's the manager at Township 7. Cody, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are delighted to be here. Uh, for us, it's, it's rare that we can visit a winery so close to the city, which I think is uh, probably the, one of the best things about this place. Absolutely, that's why I love coming out here. Are people surprised when they when they show up here? Or did Absolutely, this is right in their backyard, and they get to enjoy this without having to uh, go on an overnight trip. Yeah, how did I not know about this place, or you know, how long have you been here, sort of thing? Absolutely, we hear that all the time. <laughs> well, I remember coming out here at the very beginning, which is quite a quite a long time ago. Uh, it's changed a lot now. In fact, so much going on. You're planting new vineyards. You've got a lot of activities here. Yeah, it's hard for me to keep up. Thank goodness I've got uh, Mary uh, keeping me in the loop. Yeah. Well, she's making so many wines. I don't, I don't even know how you can keep up to that. That's kind of fun to have something new for the customer. Absolutely. It's uh, always nice when we've got a new wine to show. So we're only uh, about a week away from Father's Day. Uh, what have you? What's happening here? I know there's a special event coming up. Absolutely. So uh, Father's Day, we host our annual Wine and Swine, uh, lovely pairing. We have this year our uh, new vintage 2020 Merlot getting released mm -hmm. and uh, a lovely uh, uh, pork feast uh, happening out in the vineyard. Wow. So uh, 
people buy tickets or there'll be a bunch of people obviously out here absolutely yeah tickets are available township7.com slash events they can uh, join us from 12 to 3 we'll have live music on the stage in the vineyard Mm. uh, lots of food and the wine will be pouring well what other uh, events like it's fun to come and taste wine it's also fun to taste it in a setting where there's things going on so tell us a little bit about some of the things you've got planned for visitors here this summer Absolutely. Township is known for our events, and uh, this summer we're going hard with them. We've, uh, we're going to be extending our hours this summer, 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. as of Friday, June uh, 24th. And right. to coincide with that, we're doing live music on Fridays from 5 to 8. We'll have a food truck in the parking lot, live music on our patio. So come and join us. And you have artisanal uh, market, or do you have artists come out as well? or? Absolutely, yeah. Art in the Vines has been so popular here at Township 7. I'm excited to get back into it after a couple-year break. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've got uh, over 20 vendors coming this year. So what, what kind of artists are they? We've got everything. We've got uh, oil painters, uh, potters, uh, to more modern designs. Okay. So that's a nice mix. Glass of wine, a little bit of art. Absolutely. <laughs> and... Uh, one of my favorite parts is that uh, all proceeds from that event go to support Osteoporosis Canada. Okay. Uh, well, the and there's a big production that goes on here annually, which I think attracts a lot of people. And uh, we're familiar with the, the Bard on the beach in Vancouver. you got your own Bard going on here. Absolutely. Bard in the Valley. You don't even have to uh, leave the countryside to enjoy Shakespeare now. <laughs> Have you? Uh, are you a fan of Shakespeare? Or? Absolutely. Okay, what's your favorite Shakespeare wine? That's what I want to know. Shakespeare uh, wine? Yeah, to watch, to oh, listen and watch um, Shakespeare. I'll always have to go with our Viognier. It's especially, you know, in the summertime. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it can remind me of the Bard a bit, the richness Florally of it. And, and yeah. Right on. Uh, okay, our guest is Cody Carmen. He's the manager here at, at uh, Township 7 in Langley, and we're talking about uh, a number of events that are going on here. Uh, local food truck is around as well for people who want to get a bite on. Is that, is that on a particular day? or? Absolutely. So Fridays with the live music, we'll have food trucks. Art in the Vines on Sunday, June 26th, we'll have food trucks and uh, a few other events throughout the summer. Mm. Uh What's your definition of a great visitor? <laughs> someone who's ready to try some wine. Someone who's ready to learn about wine. Yeah. There's so much to know. I'm, I've only been with Township for two years, and I want to say I know everything. I know next to nothing about wine. Yeah. Well, we like to say the more you learn, the less, you, the more you understand, the little you know about wine because there's so much to know. Absolutely. But it shouldn't scare people away because it's 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 easy to uh, perform the act of tasting. Uh, what kind of information is key? Like, what what would be some of the questions people ask you when they come here? Uh, some of the questions we get asked include: uh, uh, Is this wine grown all down here? Um, uh, uh, is, is it oak? Uh, mm-hmm. a, people, you know, don't know stainless steel fermentation versus oak fermentation, mm-hmm. and it's exciting to teach them. And you have a big sparkling wine program, which may surprise a lot of people, I think. Yes, and we are always happy to pour sparkling. We now actually have a seven stars tasting. Oh wow! Uh, uh, available seven days a week. 
That's fantastic. So uh, do people need reservations when they come, or how does it work here? Because I know that some people are demanding reservations or whatever. Reservations are always recommended, especially on the weekends. We do fill up, especially Saturdays. But uh, feel free to pop in, and we'll always try our best to accommodate you. Mm. Uh, our guest is Cody uh, Carmen. He's the manager here at Langley Township 7. Uh, what about buying wines, or how? what is the best way to get information about what's going on at Township 7? Absolutely. Township7.com. You can purchase our wines on our website. We do ship across Canada four bottles or more. We ship for $10 and uh, order a case or more, and it's complimentary. And people can also find out more information about the Naramata Winery as well uh, online? Absolutely. Okay. Great to catch up with you, Cody. Thanks for having me. I know you got to get back to work. you got uh, people to pour wines for, but it was uh, fun to have a quick chat about all of the upcoming activities here at Township 7 this summer. There's plenty of them. Don't miss the Bard in the Valley. That is really uh, a, a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime event if you haven't experienced it. Uh, it's just so much fun. Thank you, Cody. Thanks. Uh, folks, that's it uh, for our show today. Special thanks to our hosts here at Township 7 Langley and our production team, including our on-site producer, Mike Whittingham, our studio producer, Dwayne Bishop, assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and our director of ops, Stu Ferguson. Uh, next week, we invite you to join us as we head to Phantom Creek Estates on the Black Sage Bench. I'm Anthony Gismani, and for all of us at the show, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week across the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Until then, enjoy your weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.